0: Hey, hey, Michigan Maniacs. This is the Michigan Maniac Podcast, and I am your host, Adam Brewer. So let's get some housekeeping out of the way before we get into this wonderful episode. All right. Um, Like always, hit us up on the Michigan Maniac Podcast fan page on Facebook. Um, that's where I post memes, have any kind of in you know conversation with the fans, whatever, blah blah. Right, y'all have heard it before, nothing new. But there is a few things that's coming down the pipeline that is new. One, I have tested this out myself and I know it works. If you want to leave me a voicemail about maybe what's going on for maybe a, a new subject, or a, uh, hey, you're doing great, or what sucks, or whatever. Now trust me, if you leave me, this show sucks, I'm going to pan on you, I'm going to make you look dumb, so go ahead and do it if you want to, uh, enter at your own risk. Maybe you maybe you best me, maybe you make me look bad, I doubt it, uh, but still, what you do is, whatever platform you are listening to this podcast on there is a show notes go to that there will be a link that says anchor voicemail leave voicemail whatever however they put it hit that link it will take you to the voicemail portion go ahead leave your voicemail and then follow the prompts okay uh and i will answer them i don't even care Just don't make them dumb, please. I mean, you know, good questions. Just don't like, hey, what's this color in the sky? You know, something stupid like that. Nothing like that. But if it's a real question or it's a uh, show topic or something I haven't talked about or whatever, please feel free to do it. I can't wait to hear from my maniacs. Um, Also, let's see. Oh, new thing coming out for this season. I have decided... To do a YouTube channel, it will be named Michigan Maniac Podcast. I am going to post random things on that podcast, but all I mean on that YouTube channel. Also, I will be posting at least two game day companion type videos where you can watch the game with me. Like, I will. Watch it live. I will tell you the time frame in which it's going down. So, therefore, you can put it on YouTube and watch it with me. I am doing that. It's going to be awesome. Uh, So, please check that out. It's going to be a YouTube channel. Michigan Maniacs Podcast YouTube channel. It's going to be awesome. I want to post all sorts of stuff there. I want to get a little bit more uh, interactive now. Uh, I haven't posted anything in a while. I actually haven't done a a, uh, podcast in a while, guys, just because my son has gone into the Navy. Now, this is a little bit personal. I don't really go into personal stuff with you guys, but I want you to know I had spent so much time. I've taken time away from work and from this podcast to spend as much time as possible with my son. He has gone into the Navy to be an EOD. If you don't know what that is, watch the movie Hurt Locker and you know everything of what my son's going to do. So it's scary as hell. Um, so I'm super excited and scared as a father, as one. And I'm also, I was fighting a little bit of the sadness, a little bit of the boo hoos because I've never not had him in my life. I mean, 18 years this little boy has been in my life, and now he's a part of the government, and I can't even talk to him. I don't even know what's going on with him for at least another three weeks. And it's a little, it's, it's fucking with my head, to be quite honest with you. So, now that all that's done, let's get into the show, shall we? Um, this week, I'm just going to go over a few subjects, well, kind of like a top, five, four, three, whatever, of certain areas in which I think players need to be mentioned. So, like, players to watch out for, players' last chances, guys I'm tired of hearing about, stuff like that, right? But before we get into it, here is a little bit of the show notes or what's been going on in the Big Ten since the last time I talked to you. Joey Galloway. He's a joke as a commentator or an ESPN analyst. I mean, I've never watched Game Day or anything that has Joey Galloway on it and thought, boy, that was a well-thought-out thing. Same thing with Chris Carter. Never thought it. Never will think it. I don't think they're incredibly bright when it comes to articulating what football is all about. I think they were great at playing football, but when it comes to saying whatever, I think they just say stupid shit because let's face it, they got into Ohio State. You can't be a brainiac and get into Ohio State. You just, or, you, well, actually, you know what? I take that back. Robert Smith, he's probably the only Buckeye I will ever speak highly of because Robert Smith is a smart man. I admire him, I think he played the game right, he played it with integrity, and that's the last time you'll ever hear me really say anything great about a Buckeye, ever. But Joey Galloway, fucking dumb. You will never hear him say anything smart on anything ESPN has to offer, and once again he says something stupid. He thinks Ohio State's going to go undefeated. Now, granted, sure they have the talent to go undefeated. That's not uh, that's not a shocker because Urban Meyer put in the work and got the talent to be there. But last time I checked, you got to be coach and you got to be coached right. Now that they don't have any spies within the Michigan organization, he ain't going to know dick about what we're doing. Right, I know I push this fucking conspiracy theory a lot about Old Man Greyjoy, our defensive line guy, uh, sharing secrets. But I mean, all you have to do is go back and just pick out, just pick out these games. Okay, if any of you doubt the fact that you think there's a conspiracy theory, just look at the offensive line play of Ohio State. In the Maryland game, the Minnesota game, the Nebraska game, and let's see. What was the other one? The Penn State game. They were dominated in every single one of those matchups. We, as a defensive line, was better than all of those teams I just mentioned. Strange, though that Ohio State played their best game and knew everything we were going to do before we did it if there wasn't somebody leaking shit to them all season long. And, oh, weird, the old trader switched teams at the end of the season. What a shocker. I'm just saying, go back and look how Minnesota's defensive ends dominate dominate ohio state's offensive line you can't tell me that ohio state's offensive line could get you so poorly against fucking minnesota and then all of a sudden play like they were the greatest offensive line ever against us it just doesn't make sense it never will make sense I don't believe it. So, Joey Galloway, a dumb idiot who doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. And if he is right, I will come back on here and say that I am the moron. I doubt this is going to happen. So, two. Let's talk about Harbaugh. Our boy Jimmy Harbs is just killing it at Big Ten Media Day. First of all, calling it out right with the Urban Meyer great coach, but controversy follows. I can't even imagine that this was even a problem. Like, who is arguing this? Like, seriously, who is arguing this? Who's going to say that Urban Meyer's run a tight ship? Okay, I don't even want to hear Bowling Green or Utah. That is garbage. No one, first of all, the NCAA does not give two shits about Bowling Green. Doesn't give a... Who gives a fuck about Bowling Green? He could have got ex-professional football players to come back and use their last year of eligibility to play on Bowling Green, and the NCAA would not have fucking cared. Not one bit. Utah? No one heard of Utah until he decided to get there. All right? So I doubt... And he was maybe there two years? You can't do crazy bullshit... In two years, I guess you really could if you really put your mind to it. And I'll be honest, if you go back and you dig through Utah, you might see that he's done some crazy-ass shit. But no one's paying attention. But let's talk about Florida and Ohio State. We all know his staff was dirty. How he, I mean, come on, man. Aaron, Aaron Hernandez, Mr. Killer himself. What? What? Come on man, there's a lot of shit going on with Florida. And it was a lot of shit going on with Ohio. Ohio State. You know, the dick showing Zach Smith guy who liked to beat up his wife. Yeah, no, that's not controversial. Not at all. Not in this era of hashtag me too. You know, the dude showed his dick and took a picture of it in the in the fucking White House. Guys, come on man. What are we talking about here? It's ridiculous. It's absolutely 100% ridiculous that anybody would run to the aid of urban meyer and i know urban meyer had some response for michigan football but i can almost guarantee you i i didn't listen to it i didn't even read it but i can tell you it's something like mind your own business worry about beating ohio state you haven't done that blah 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 you shouldn't worry about me worry about blah blah ryan days blah blah this and whatever it's useless bullshit because all we know is and i am going to go into this a little bit more Uh, You know what? I want to refresh it because I think some of the new listeners need to know how awesome I am. And the fact that I called the retirement of Urban Meyer before any major network or show ever podcast, whoever you want to name it. I called it. Way before, even I don't even. Think, I called it way before the season started last year. Even before the Zach Smith, I show my dick to everybody thing. I called it. I know this man. I I I, I can see into his beady little eyes, into his dark heart. I know what he's going to do. My first, still number one guess is Notre Dame. I really, truly believe Urban Meyer is going to take this year. Do his bullshit fucking analyst caca job that he always does. He never gives you anything real insight. He just is a fucking idiot. He never says anything where I'm like, oh, yeah, well, that was insightful, Urban Meyer. So great. <laughs> never does it. And never has done it. I still believe Notre Dame is going to be the one he goes for. For reasons. Uh, no true conference. They're independent. NBC, NBC money is fucking lucrative. Massive amounts of money there. He still has a team where he's walking into a great team that is one step away from a national title chance, right? Uh, Recruits at a high level. Notre Dame is a tradition. You know what I mean? These are great things. Now, 1B will be USC. Because USC also carries a lot of great things that urban meyer likes one down division i mean down conference the pac-12 sucks washington's pfft, all right uh oregon maybe i mean this if oregon's gonna do anything that and anytime soon it's this year because they still have that quarterback that's it uh who else they got nobody else asu all right mid-level usc sucks and they're broke they can barely barely afford to pay their coach they got now they're not going to be able to afford urban meyer but here's the thing so getting back to what urban meyer likes down conference uh tradition usc is a football tradition can recruit at the highest level right all these things that he can get at notre dame without being broke and without having to be sucked in there's no money in the pac-12 the pac-12 Uh, Pac-12 TV or Pac-12 network sucks there's no money you can barely I live in Arizona where ASU is a major deal and you still can't see a home game literally you can't see a home game that's how bad the Pac-12 network is USC is in deeper shit than fucking Urban Likes. He's already dirty. You think he wants to fucking bring on all that other shit? Notre Dame is squeaky clean. And you think Brian, you think the guys, the the athletic director at Notre Dame if Urban Meyer makes himself available, you think he's going to not say yes to probably the second greatest college football coach ever? or in the last 15 years uh, to Brian Kelly? You think he's going to say Brian Kelly's job if Urban Meyer says, hey, man, I want this job? Uh, they're not even going to know who Brian Kelly is. They may shut off his employee badge the second the AD gets off the phone with Urban Meyer. So I'm still going Notre Dame. Now, Love the fact that Jim Harbaugh said those things. Love the fact that Jim Harbaugh didn't back down from those things. When He's a man of his word. When he says what he says, he means what he says. That's awesome. Also, a little tidbit before we get into anything else. Uh, I guess Michigan may be doing an international football game. Don't know. I saw some on Instagram. I know that's not really gospel, right? Right. Uh, But that would be fucking cool. I don't know who we'd play. But I think that's just another sign that Jimmy Harbs is just getting us back on track. Getting us more focused. Getting us more recruits. We're really starting to win this shit here, guys. And we just need to support him because this really is the year for us. Now, let's get into all the categories of players in which I think they need to do whatever. Right, So... A number 1 players that need to prove something, right? These are the guys that have either been established and fallen off. That's really just what this is, okay? So, one. We're talking about Tariq Black. That is the kid. He was dynamic in the first three play uh, the first three games of his freshman year. Got hurt Second year, got hurt, couldn't really get over it, broke each foot, blah, blah. We all know the story. But a healthy Tariq Black can be devastating to defensive players. And let's be honest, you have DPJ and Nico Collins. Those two are going to shine out this year. So if Tariq wants to go to the NFL like he said he was – in year, I think this would be year three for him. No, year four for him. Whatever, whatever the year is. If he wants to do that this year, is he has to do something. Now, everything I talk about is if is perfect season, no injuries, anything, right? So I'm not going to talk about injuries. So Tarek stays, Tariq stays healthy. Boom. He is a number one. I want to see him what he can do. Because he can be amazing, especially when you have DPJ and Nico getting their numbers. He could really destroy defenses. Um number two, Khalid Kutson. This is his year. He no longer has he no longer has Bush. Last year was kind of a struggle for him. He just really couldn't find his groove. He got booted out of two games because of uh, targeting, which uh, one of them was pure shit. But he just really couldn't find his way. This year, he's put on more weight. He looks like a real viper. He, I think, could be amazing. He is a true leader. I mean, if you watch that, that bowl game, granted we looked like dookie but on the sideline that kid was vicious that kid was trying to lead his team trying to pump him up trying to get him focused now you miss six guys off the defense we're not going to look good but he was still fighting for it that's what i like about this kid and that's what i want to see this kid has something to prove this year and i think he's going to um andrew stuber Plain and simple. I don't even know if he's going to get the starting job, but I'm just saying if he gets the starting job because I really believe the job's going to be uh, Mayfield. Jalen Mayfield is phenomenal. He's going to be one of those talents that we're going to be talking about for a while to come, like a John Runyon type. Not little Runyon, but big daddy Runyon. You know, Eagles, Hall of Fame, the greatest fucking tackle that's probably ever come out of michigan ever big daddy runyon i'm thinking jalen mayfield could be that guy because he's athletic he's big he's smart he can move he's a lot of different things i just don't know how mean he is and we all know Big Daddy Runyon was one of the meanest mother effers you've ever seen out there on a field, and he was the offensive line leader. So we'll see. But Stuber, if he gets the starting job, needs to show something because he was embarrassed in that Ohio State game, and he was awful in in the Florida Bowl game. Just not good. And I get it. Young just got thrown in there because I don't even want to talk about the other guy. And be quite honest, I can't even remember his name. He plays for the Washington Redskins now. I was shocked he even got drafted. Uh, but Stuber, I am seriously, I want to see something from this kid. He's six seven. He's like two. Uh, Jesus, he's like three twenty three, three twenty five, something like that. He's a big boy big boy. I want to see what this kid can do. So he's on watch. Now the one that I am dying to see what this kid can do, he has something to prove cuz I hear numerous podcasts, Michigan podcasts talk about this kid and what talent level he has and blah blah blah. All I see is a guy who fucking gets T-Rex arms and fucking can't block big when we need it is Sean McEwen. That's right, everybody. Sean McEwen, I think, this is his year that he needs to show somebody or he needs to get the fuck out. All right? He had a bad bowl game against South Carolina. I don't even know if he played in the Florida bowl game. He looked like Dookie all last year. I mean, uh, he just dropped key passes, couldn't block, didn't look good ever. So Sean McEwen, I think he has a huge, huge, like, weight on his shoulders because Mustafa Muhammad coming up. um Oh, gosh, what was that other kid's name? You know what? I'll get back to it here in a minute. But it's, oh, my gosh. Okay, anyways, it was another kid. I can't remember his name right now. I should have wrote down the notes. Anyways, let's get on with it. Last chance players. These are kids I have heard about all throughout uh, the last couple years. And it's like, oh, these guys are going to be so good. You can't wait. Oh, they're coming up. Oh, this guy looks good in bowl practice. This guy's going to do it. Oh, my God. Let's see this dude. Like, I am sick of it. These dudes either need to sh- show up or ship the fuck out. I'm just done hearing about him. I'm done. So, number one, Donovan Jeter. I am absolutely 100% sick and tired of hearing about Donovan Jeter. We heard about it in the bowl prep from last year. Oh, Donovan Jeter's looking good, everybody. Donovan Jeter, you never know what he's going to do. He is so good his oh his physical talents you're gonna hear that a lot in this one though his physical talents are just so great his physical talents are doing blah blah whatever uh two luigi valaine oh my god if you listen to any type of michigan podcast and you all know which one it is right I don't even want to name it by name, because if you really listen, you know exactly who fucking is huge on the Luigi Villain train. This kid has been hurt ever since he's been at Michigan, and granted, it's been high school injuries, sure, whatever, I don't care. I am tired of hearing how great he is going to be, and never seeing him play a damn snap. Done listen this is the year he's healthy and, he, and like I said we're not talking about anybody getting injured in any of these fucking things so this kid is is absolutely healthy and ready to go and I am sick and tired of hearing about how good he can be blah blah whatever Luigi Villain better show the hell up or just go ahead and transfer to Iowa or something who gives a shit I am tired of hearing this dude, too. All right. Number three, Cam McGrone. Actually, this guy I am really pulling for. Cam McGrone, I hope, is everything they say he can be. Because if he is, this is the next coming of... Devin Bush. Now, no one can really be Devin Bush because, in my opinion, Devin Bush Jr. was the greatest linebacker Michigan football has ever. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to bluenile.com. That's bluenile.com. had? And I know we've had a lot. I know we've had some great ones. But no one moved as fast as as and violent as as smart as any of it as Devin Bush Jr. Amazing. Okay. No one. So I'd like to see Cam McGrone actually do something. Um, I think he's probably going to get a chance this year, so I'm looking forward to it. Jalen Kelly Powell is another one I've heard a lot about but have seen nothing from. Now, if that's injury, if that's due to the fact that he's a DB, and let's face it, we have been loaded at the DB and safety area. I get it. Um, I want to see him do something. If he gets a chance this year to actually do something now, if he just sits the bench because we're just too loaded, then fine. I'll give him a pass, right? But if he gets on that field, I want to see him do something this year because I am tired of hearing his name without seeing any type of production. Um, so then... Let's move on now to the big time players of the year. These guys, I say, are going to be an absolute 100% lock, are going to fucking tear it up no matter what, right? And it's only a few, but the first one I'm going to say is the offensive line. I think our offensive line as a whole is going to kill it. I think they're going to be amazing. I can't wait to see what they do. Another year under Warner. It's all going to be freaking phenomenal. Especially if Mayfield gets in there over Stuber, because I don't know if I'm sold on Stuber, but, hell, whatever, I still think this is going to be one hell of a year for our offensive line. I really am excited about that. Then, I think this kid... Should be, he to me is like uh, Randy Moss. Now, I don't know if he's going to have the pro career Randy Moss had. I don't know if he's going to be the Hall of Famer that Randy Moss is. But when I look at Nico Collins, this kid has everything you could ever really want in a wide receiver. To me, he is the most dynamic wide receiver we have He has height, he has deceptive speed, he has got the route running, and he's got the hands. This kid is the only reason why we look good against Ohio State. Uh, He would have been a star in the Florida game, but our offense was so old and antiquated that Shea Patterson had to wait. I'll talk about Shea later. But, Nico Collins is going to be the guy. I I really do. I know we have Tarek. Tariq Black, we have DPJ, we have Ronnie Bell, I mean, Mike Sanders still, we've got a Giles Jackson, we've got a plethora of talent in the wide receiver area, but Nico Collins to me is going to be the one that is going to fucking dominate. He's, like, the reason why I call him Randy Moss is because when you saw Randy Moss run he's like he glides You didn't realize how fast he was running until he ran past people and that's what Nico has like you look at him run routes and you're like that kid's gliding and then all of a sudden he's past his guy and he's wide fucking open that's that's the that's the Randy Moss in him. And plus, he gets open. He he knows how to use his body. He knows how to deflect. I bet he's a great basketball player cuz he could, he could rebound like a mother effer. I bet you money he can do it. Cuz the way he uses his body on on cornerbacks to position himself to only be the only person a chance at that ball, it's him. I'm telling you Nico is the dude. Now, To DPJ, I think, yeah, obviously he's crazy athletic, crazy, crazy athletic, crazy gifted, but he's going to get a lot of attention this year, a lot of attention. I don't know if he's still doing the punt return thing. Uh, But being the number one option on a speed and space offense like we have now, he's going to get a lot of attention, a lot of things. And I think that with Nico tearing tearing it up on one side, Tariq tearing it up maybe in the slot or wherever they put Tariq, I think DPJ is going to be great. Uh, I don't think he's going to be as great as Nico because he's the number one guy, so he's going to draw the best defender. But I still think he's going to use dudes in ways that we're going to be like, mother effer, that was ridiculous. I just think Nico is a better option than DPJ, but if we're talking 1A and 1B. DPJ, huge year, going to be a phenomenal pick in the NFL. I, I really have high hopes with this kid. Josh Uche being another one. I think uh, especially with how new uh, some of the defensive line that we have is, he's going to be uh, much needed, and he's going to really show out this year. Uh, He's he's a natural pass rusher. I don't know if offensive tackles, pulling guards – whatever can stop this kid because his hand work is phenomenal his his speed is next level and his tenaciousness to get to the quarterback is i just love it i love watching that kid just get after the ball um i think our defensive line is going to be way better than some people think i really do dana uh, carlo kemp uh, hutchinson Pay, Quidi for I. we have such talent on that line. And then not even saying that Mozzie, Smith, and Chris Hinton aren't going to just dominate in there too. I mean, to think that, yeah, we lost two great players off that defensive line last year to the NFL. I don't think it matters. I really don't. So anyways, getting back, Uche's going to kill it. I really do with his speed, his size, his tenacity. Everything adds up to a great kid who who may actually lead the team again in sacks this year. Uh, getting to the guy that I think is going to have maybe a – I know this is not a hot take, but a Heisman quality season. And I've been listening to some old episodes and I was huge on Shea at the beginning of the year, and I kind of soured towards the end. But I think Shea Patterson is going to be a Heisman candidate, only because we finally have gotten an offense that really works to his strengths. Last year, my biggest complaint with Shea was that he short-armed or short-dicked the ball plenty of times to Nico or DPJ, and he just wasn't getting it. Well, yeah, I guess so. When you have to wait seven seconds for a play to develop because that's how the play was drawn up, then, yeah, it, maybe he was getting a little antsy. You know, I think this kid is built for speed and space. I think Josh Gaddis is thanking the almighty God above that he came to this team with three amazing wide receivers and Shay fucking patterson because that old miss this kid was slinging it for close to 350 a game like he had a few 400 yard passing games at old miss the kid can throw the kid is phenomenal and I really do believe when he doesn't have to sit back there and wait and the nerves build up, he ain't going to short dick him. I really do believe this is the time, and this is the time for Shea Patterson to show up and show out. Because especially Al Harbaugh has said in Big, Big Ten Media Day, it sounds like he's that uh, Patterson's going to be sharing some time with Dylan McCaffrey. And I am a huge believer in Dylan McCaffrey. I wish he, his first instinct wouldn't be to run. I would like to see him sit in the pocket and use that good arm he has. It might not be the strongest arm in the world, but it's still a good, good arm. Uh, I, I don't want, you know, let's face it, a running quarterback's good, but that's not going to get you into the NFL, right? I mean, it will, but no one's really going to take you seriously. Ask Lamar Jackson. Um, But I think he's talented. I think the kid's going to do something. And I really do, Shea, I see Shea really being an asset this year. Because he can hit those fast routes quick. Mike Sammer still might have one L of a year. Ricky Bell as well. So, big time players done with that. Now, I need to speed through some of this. So, we'll go breakout player of the year. Now, this is a big one for me. Because I really do believe the number one guy in this list is Amory Thomas. I, if he's healthy, Amory Thomas is going to be phenomenal. He's going to have at least four interceptions this year, at least four. Uh, the kid is the second fastest on the team next to Daxon Hill, only because of laser time, 40s, say so. But I've watched this kid play. He is electric. He is smart. He can cover. He is da- He's a more athletic bigger version of David Long, and he's going to prove it this year. I think we're going to be like, holy shit, is this the next coming of Charles Woodson? That's really what I believe. I'm a huge Amory Thomas believer. Um, But every time I'm a big believer in someone, they usually seem to transfer. Miles Sims uh, and Solomon. I just... Aubrey Solomon, I thought for sure, was going to be Warren Sapp for Michigan. I'm still going to watch him this year. Even Kareem Walker. I was a huge believer in Kareem Walker as a a running back. These guys transfer. Brandon Peters, I love that guy too. Transfer. Oliver Martin, every guy I love, fucking transfers. So I'm not sure if I should staple and put that love on amory thomas because i don't want him to go anywhere i love this kid i think he has a huge upside and i can't wait to see what he does ronnie bell with a healthy black dpj and nico killing it He's going to, he is going to create havoc in the middle of that field. Ronnie Bell is going to have a great year. I think he's truly going to be one of the breakout players on our team. We're going to be like, I can't believe this kid was a three star. And as all we know, like everything we know, it doesn't matter what your star is as long as your coached right. And I really do believe Ronnie Bell was. Uh, misdiagnosed, I guess, as a three-star, labeled, misla- totally mislabeled as a three-star. This kid has got talent. We're going to see him kill it in the middle. As what are you going to do? Who Who is going to cover Ronnie Bell when you got Black, Collins, and DPJ out on the field at the same time? Who are you going to... Who? You got, like, what, a linebacker? Your third best or fourth best cornerback? Ronnie Bell's going to kill it this year. Um, Christian Turner, I'm very excited to see what this kid can do. I heard a lot about him, so I almost put him in the put-up or shut-up club. But I think this kid, now that Evans is gone, is really going to do something. Uh, As we saw that one play, he was, what, half an inch out of bounds in that Florida – that Peach Bowl. Uh Phenomenal. He's got the speed. They they kind of compare him to Higdon. I don't know if I would compare him to Higdon. Higdon was a cut and up, go kind of guy. I don't know if that's what, uh, what he is. I don't know. I would like to think he isn't. Maybe he's a little bit more shifty. Not sure. That's why I think he's going to be a breakout guy because not all the pressure is going to be on our running game this year with how speed and space works and how shea's really going to tear it up the running back no matter who you put in that area i think is going to do something i really do uh zach charbonnet is another kid that i think is uh, we'll get to that in a minute but no uh carlo kemp this kid he comes from colorado big fan anybody from my home state i like to follow um Carlo Kemp, I think, is going to have a huge year. I really do. He's smart. He's strong. He plays a great deep, athletic defensive tackle. You can put him at defensive end. You can, he's versatile, and that's what I like about him. I can't wait to see what this kid can do. Then we go to <laughs> Hutchinson. Young Hutch, baby. Hutch Jr. This kid he is a Greek Adonis when it comes to his body type. He comes from a football legacy. I mean, his papa was phenomenal. Um, I, I can't wait to see what this kid does because he had bright spots as a true freshman. So I can't wait to see what he does when all the pressure's on him now. He has got Carlo Kemp. He's got Quiddy Pay. He's got Mike Dana. He's got a lot of people to shoulder the stress. So it's not all on him. And I really do believe this kid is going to show out. I really do believe he is going to be the one of the breakout players of the year. Um Future players, future studs. I'm not going to go into too much depth because none of us really know what they're going to be, but I think this, these are going to be guys that we're going to be very happy with. Zach Charbonnet, right? Obviously, he's going to be a. I mean, he's 6'2, uh, 222, I believe, is his weight right now. Uh, come on, man. That's one, that is Adrian Peterson style type body type. I can't wait to see what this kid can do as a runner. Um, obviously, Mozzie Smith, early enrollee, going to be phenomenal. Uh, got the size, just needs the cardio, has the athletic ability. Um, Daxon Hill, duh. Um, Eric Hall, heard nothing but great things about him. 6'3", 225. I, 6'3", or 6'5", I can't remember the exact, but come on, man. Really? Bang! That kid's going to be something. Even if he is a wide receiver, even if he goes the, um, oh, what was the wide receiver's name? Carolina wide receiver. We really screwed over. Um, gosh, right now I can't even remember his name. Anyways, start off tight end, went wide receiver. I'm sure I'll come to it by the end of this. Um, oh, Devin Funk just, boom bang eric all could be a Devin Functius. uber talented uber athletic and right in that mid level where he could either go gain some weight and be a tight end or stay athletic and be a wide receiver we'll just see how that goes um i think he's going to be a future stud and then mike sammer still giles jackson i mean come on done enough said can't even really go into it i really know what they do so we'll see what happens uh, players that I am truly curious about. These are the guys that I mean. I don't know if I really am done with them. I'm not. I just want. I just think they have something to prove. Kind of, but I'm curious. I just. I'm. I'm interested. So one, True Wilson, with Zach Charbonnet, Christian Turner, with that kind of competition, what does True Wilson do? He was solid. Great blocker, decent runner, hit the holes right. Uh, I mean, true inspirational story, this kid, you know. No one really counted on him, but still made the team. I want to see what this kid can do. I'm very curious. I'm going to be watching this kid a lot. Uh, Josh Metellus, let's face it. Josh Metellus has had an up-and-down type of career at Michigan. But to me, I have always been a fan. The kid started his first his first game, I believe, was in the Orange Bowl against Florida State when Jabril Peppers conveniently decided he was hurt and he wasn't going to play in that game. He played Viper. A skinny Josh Metellus held his own in that game. I think he even actually had a key interception in the game to help turn the tide for us. Uh, second season, 2017, got abused in that Penn State game. They saw his weakness and uh, exploited it. Then comes out next year, the, uh, 2018, and kills it. One of the most solid, hard-hitting, ball-hawking safeties that we've had. Um, I am super excited and very curious to see what this kid can do. I want to see him pull together a second great season, and I want to see this kid play in the NFL. I really do. I like his attitude, I like how he approaches the game. This is somebody I'm very excited about. So Josh Metellus, this kid I'm curious about, and I will be paying attention all year with him. Depending on who his backup is or who his fellow safety is will determine a lot of things, I think. Uh, Hawkins, uh, Brad Hawkins, I think, is going to get the job. Not sure. Maybe Jameric Woods. I think it's a competition between those kids right now. And then obviously we'll see Daxon Hill get it towards the end of the season. I mean, Daxon, obviously this is not a hot take, and you probably heard it at every other Michigan fucking podcast, but probably Daxon Hill's going to do the whole nickel thing, the nickel cornerback, or, you know, or nickel back deal, right? Or dime package guy. And then he'll work his way into safety um then michael dwunfor i want to see if this kid takes the next step to be the defensive tackle that they said he was going to be right they all said he was the next Hearst. well i want to see that he was solid yeah But he had Brian Monet, he had, you know, he had Gary, he had Winovich. He had a lot of different guys, and he still was hurt. He had had an up-and-down year last year. I'll admit it. He had an up-and-down year. But I think this is the guy I'm very curious about because if he's strong, that's only going to make Carlo Kemp stronger, Michael Dana stronger, and our defense is going to be phenomenal once again. I still think we're top 15, but if Dwanful really shows out and is the Mohirst they think he could be, we could be top five because Mohirst was a dynamo. And if he could be anywhere near most level, then we're top five. But one floor is somebody I'm very curious about. And then the last guy on this list who I am – well, there's two guys, actually, and I'll combine them together. But Ben Mason, Bench Mason going to the defensive line. I can't wait to see what this kid does because defensive line is – all about tenacity it's all about hate it's all about drive it's all about slamming your head in there and stopping people and what was Ben Mason last year he was a fullback and a lot of those same qualities are interchangeable they really are you got to be strong you got to be tenacious you got to be able to throw yourself into a line and break shit down and that's a fullback Defensive line, they're very, very similar, just on different ends of the spectrum, right? Bench Mason, I'm very curious about. I would love to see how this kid's going to handle this new position. Uh, and then another Ben, Ben Van Sumeren, running back, that <laughs> like we've been talking about. Running back, we don't talk like it's a deep bench or it's a deep room or however you want to hear the vernacular spread about but christian turner true wilson uh zach charbonnet just name three and then ben van sumeren let's see what this kid can do he's built like a brick shithouse this kid is big and he's fast so let's see what he can do could he be a mike allstott maybe he's a mike allstott God damn, if he's a Mike Allstott, we are certainly blessed. Cause Mike Allstott ran havoc through the Big Ten for his two to three years he was at Purdue. And I was And I'm a huge Mike Allstott fan. Huge. So if he could be Mike Allstott, I'll be happy as fuck. And we are winning a national title. Because if we can get the running game, the matchup with, with speed and space, and if our defense just shows up. It's over. Big Ten R's. I'm telling you. I want to break down the Big Ten in the next one. In this next episode coming up. Also, um, some other shit. I can't even remember. I have a list of it. But it's going to be a great episode. Just like I think this one was. So guys, like I always say, (laughs) I always do believe it. It is great to be a Michigan Wolverine. And forever and always, guys, go blue.